0: All right, this is the John Smith Show on Say What You Will Radio. You can find all of our stuff at SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. Hey, listen, it's Friday night. If you feel like calling in, talking about politics or whatever you want to talk about, that's why we call it Say What You Will Radio. It's up to you what you want to talk about. Give us a call at 602-475-2000, or you can use the live chat. Either one doesn't matter to me. The show is brought to you by our good friends at Good Talk Radio. Our podcast is simulcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time on GoodtalkRadio.com. Also HardyWare.com. David Hardy is a good friend of mine. If you need some t-shirts made or you need a logo made or just about anything for promotional material. David Hardy is the best in the business. Check him out at hardyware.com. Our friends over at Fast Concepts, LLC, if you want to get your CCW here in Arizona or if you just want to learn how to shoot your weapon a little straighter, a little better, a little more accurate, you got to check out uh, Pete's trainings. Give Pete a call. Look him up at Fast Concepts, LLC on Facebook. Also, our friends Ranger Rob Poopy Bags. We'll get into a little bit more detail about his poopy bags in a bit in the show. And, of course, our newest sponsor, Grayfeather Farm. They have the best products made by Emu Oil. They've got their own Emu Farm They bring out their own emu oil, and they make it into these products. This is the lip balm that I'm showing you. This is the best lip balm I've ever used in my life. Listen, I'm choosy about who I uh, allow sponsor this show, and Greyfeather Farm is uh, by far worthy. Of that. And we'll get into some more of their products later in the show as well. Anyway, uh, anyway, welcome to the John Smith Show. I appreciate you tuning in if you're here. Uh, thank you very much. If you want to give us a call, as I mentioned, 602-475-2000. If you want to use the live chat, you can do that as well. Um, so today is Friday, September 18th. And uh, obviously the big news story of the night, the day is the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. It's official. Now, it didn't take too long um, for this whole thing to become political, obviously. Uh, With it just being about 50 days or so from the election, uh, maybe in the 40s now, I'd have to verify that for sure. It doesn't matter. It's... um, Less than two months away, obviously. November 3rd is coming up quick. And the question is, will President Trump nominate a Supreme Court justice to fill her place? That's the question. Senator uh, McConnell already said that uh, he will bring a vote to the Senate. Obviously, the Democrats got their panties in a twist over that one uh, because... They're accusing him of being hypocritical. Do we really need to get into counting the ways the Democrats are hypocritical? Right? It's all about the kids, but they—they're uh, responsible for over a million abortions a year. So let's not let's not get into hypocrisy. Let's not waste our time on that. We know that politics is a hypocritical profession. It always has been. It always will be. The Senate is full of 100 hypocrites. The House is full of 435 hypocrites. And the first time in a long time, the White House is actually not, in my humble opinion. He says what he means. And he does what he says. That's uh, more than you could possibly expect from a politician. Now, you may hate his guts. And if you're a left-wing nut, you, you do. Orange man, bad. We all get it. But here's the point. And this is, I really hope, this is the route that Trump goes. Trump must nominate a Supreme Court justice. Immediately, like by Monday, he's got to start throwing names out or at least early next week. And he's got to nominate a constitutional, a constitutionalist, someone who adheres to the Constitution. Someone who believes in liberty and freedom. And divine intervention. That's who he's got to select. Now, I know someone who would make a great Supreme Court justice, of course, uh, would be Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz just was talking about it, I believe, earlier this week. It might have been as early as yesterday. He said he has no interest in doing it. That's fine. Check him off the list. But there are plenty of people, and I think Trump has a short list right now, of constitutionalists. And that's who we need. We already, with Kavanaugh, we already did what the Republican establishment asked us, asked Trump to do, and that was to nominate a progressive Republican. He did that in Kavanaugh. As much as the Hollywood stooges, like Alyssa Milano, want apeshit over Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh has gone against the conservatives in the Supreme Court just about every vote, along with John Roberts, the other progressive Republican on the court. If Trump wants to save the union, this is an opportunity to save the union for at least a few more years, maybe a few more decades. He's got to nominate an extremely conservative constitutional justice, and he's got to do it immediately. And then uh, turtleneck from Kentucky has to, Call a vote. Now, we already know that uh, I believe it was Lisa Murkowski. Uh, she's the progressive uh, idiot up in Alaska. She's been a senator for, uh, I believe, 18 years now. I think she was um, put in to replace someone back in 2002 and officially ran and got elected the first time in 2004. So she's due for reelection in two years because it's every six years for senators, right? And so it'll be in two years, it'll be 18 years. That'll be the end of her third term. Alaska better wise up and get rid of this, uh, this uh, turncoat piece of crap up in Alaska. She already said that she won't vote on a justice to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg before the election. Her reasoning, well, fair is fair. Is that right? Is that what uh, we're doing in, in politics now? Is that what it's called when you go against your own party's leader? Which is Donald Trump, obviously. When you go against your own leader, now it's it's what's fair is fair. So politics is fair now, according to this mental midget. In Alaska, I don't know if she doesn't get enough sunlight up there or if she gets too much sun in the summer. I don't know. But Lisa Murkowski, she should just turn in her Republican uh, whatever and just go to the other side. Because she has been an anti-Trumper since he got elected. Her and Romney. Yeah, there are two peas in a pod and that knucklehead over in uh, up in Maine as well. So there's three of them. It's going to come down to those three. And it always does because you know how Romney's going to go. It says if three more Republicans defect, the prospect of a pre-election replacement is doomed. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death was barely announced before speculation began to run rampant on the Internet about whether Republicans will attempt to confirm a nominee to replace her prior to the 2020 election. The speculation is perhaps understandable. Most polls show President Donald Trump trailing Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden in the general election. Let me tell you something about that. That is a bunch of polls now have nothing to do with the temperature of America. They run these polls to make news, not to report the news, but to generate news. That's what it's all about because they release these polls and then all these left-wing media outlets come out and repeat the polls. And all you have to know is that they over uh, sample, Democrats in every single poll by like 20%. So of course, it's just like Hillary. Hillary was going to just demolish Donald Trump in the election. And then what happened? Yeah. So don't buy into the polls. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, And a number of Republican senators in swing states are also trailing their Democratic opponents, meaning that Democrats believe that waiting until After the election will substantially increase the chances that a justice more to their liking will end up taking Ginsburg's place on the Supreme Court. Republicans currently control 53 seats in the United States Senate, so they theoretically could force a nominee through before the election. In light of all of this, some senators who are considered likely swing votes have already been approached by the media and asked if they plan to allow a vote. On a replacement for Ginsburg, one Republican Senator Alaska's Lisa Murkowski has already indicated that she will not support such vote. Murkowski's remark that fair is fair is presumably a reference to the fact that Republican senators did not allow a hearing for former President Barack Obama's nominee, uh, Merrick Garland, in 2016 during an election year. Well, listen, first of all, the Republicans ran the Senate. So, Ms. Murkowski, fair is fair. If the Democrats ran the Senate, you're damned right they would have done it. They would have pushed it through. And there's a difference because Trump is running his second for his uh, second term in office. Barack Obama was on his way out the door. He couldn't run for the third time. We knew we were going to get a new president. It's a different situation. I might be splitting hairs, but it's a different situation. And if Chuck Schumer had the opportunity to put someone on the courts right now, if the situation was reversed, he would be like, "Uh, it's time to, uh, we must get this done immediately. So, Don't uh, don't bullshit anybody. Murkowski's position does not come as a surprise. Murkowski was asked about the possibility in August back uh, when it was merely a hypothetical. And she said then that she would not support such an attempt. Remember the idiot from Maine? Maine Senator Susan Collins also indicated some weeks ago that she would not support seating a replacement justice in October. Well, we knew that was going to happen. That's as predictable as the sunrise and sunset. Okay. Uh, If both senators hold true to their positions and no Democrats defect, which they will not, Democrats never defect ever. That's only a, a Republican thing. That would mean that even two more Republican uh, defections would doom any attempt to confirm a replacement for Ginsburg on the Supreme Court before the election. Now, uh, you've got everyone's favorite Mormon up in Utah, Mitt Romney. He is uh, he's a turncoat, too, right? He's a Jeff Flake buddy. They're chums. Jeff Flake hates Trump. And so does Romney because Romney is jealous, you see, because he couldn't beat Barack Obama when Barack Obama was the least popular at the time because Romney was even less popular. And he couldn't get the job done. He couldn't pull the trigger. Everybody knew he was a progressive. He's the one that started socialized, uh, socialized medicine in, in the United States over in Massachusetts when he was the governor over there. All these people do is bounce from one state to the other, you know, get involved in politics and make their millions. Romney's not a good guy. He's not a good man. I would not, if I was in the LDS religion, I would not want to affiliate myself with that guy. Anyway, Romney's going to defect. And so that'll be three. So that would be a 50-50 tie because, again, there ain't, there's not a single Democrat on this planet that's going to defect. If they did, guess where the next riot would occur? It would, it would occur right at that dude's doorstep. So he's not going to defect. There's no way. There's no Democrat. He or her will defect. It's not going to happen. So that'll be a 50-50 split, and then the vice president, Pence, can come in and, as the tiebreaker. And of course, he's gonna go with the president. That's why it's gonna take four. Four dem or four Republicans defecting. Can it happen? I don't know. We'll see, but that's why we gotta work this out right now. Mitch McConnell's gotta be on the phone right now, finding out and making sure that he's got the fifty votes. He needs the 50 votes so Pence can be the tiebreaker. He's on the phone. I guarantee it right now, making sure that that's the case. It's got to be done, and it's got to be done fast and now. And they got to slam a conservative in that uh, in that opening in that vacancy, so that we can, you know, protect the country for a few more years, maybe a couple decades. Let's hope. Let's just hope and pray. That that is the case. What is it with uh, moving on to the next story? What is it with um, these university elites lying about lying about their race? Right, we saw that um, the uh, instructor over at George Washington University, she's been lying that she's black for decades. God only knows what, what type of benefits she received for claiming herself as a minority. Well, today, University of Wisconsin Madison grad student admits pretending to be a person of color. What is it with these nuts? A graduate student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison has resigned from a teaching position. Oh yeah. Another, another teaching position. Yeah, these are you're sending your kids to these colleges and you're spending anywhere between six, seven, eight hundred dollars a credit to be taught by people that are mentally ill. Little Johnny's being taught by this nut. A graduate student at the University of Wisconsin Madison has resigned from a teaching position after admitting on social media that she, uh, they falsely claimed to be a person of color. CV Vitolo Haddad apologized last week in two posts on Medium and announced that they were leaving their position as the co president of the university's Teaching Assistance Association. Vitolo Haddad uses the non-binary pronouns they and them. These people are freaking crazy. You see why it is so important to get a constitutional justice to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat? Because if, if it doesn't go through, and God forbid Biden wins... And he puts some lunatic like this person on the Supreme Court, and he will. We're all going to be. Ha- we're all going to have to walk around expressing our pronouns. The apologies came after an anonymous post on Medium accused Fatolo Haddad of misleading people about their racial, their 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 racial, racial and ethnic identity first of all it's a her this is of course has was written on cnn and they well they want to respect her pronouns Oh uh, yeah we're not going to disrespect her pronouns even though she pretended to be black uh for all these years yeah that was totally disrespectful towards uh the african american community but we're going to respect her pronouns that's the world we're living in That's the liberal utopia that we will all be forced to live in. Is that what, is that what we want? Yesterday I talked about conservatives who are silent and they're afraid to speak up. Let me tell you guys, this kind of crap, you can take the responsibility for it for keeping your mouths quiet. Fight and you may die. Leave and you may live. But when you look back many years from now, when you're dying in your bed, will you remember that this one opportunity you had to stand up for freedom and you blew it? How's that going to feel? especially you uh, conservative patriots out there who have young kids and you're choosing to keep your mouth shut and you're afraid to speak up. What are your kids going to inherit? Are you going to wait for them to do the battle for you? Is that, is that what you're thinking? Because the battle's going to come to them eventually. You either fight now You fight this insanity now, or you leave it for your kids later. What are you going to do? Anyway, I'm going to replace the pronouns with the actual pronouns because uh, this is a woman, so we're going to go with her. Okay, not there. We're going to go with her because this article is written about her, not multiple people. Not this non-binary pronoun BS. No, it's about her. The apologies came after an anonymous post on Medium accused Vitolo Haddad of misleading people about her racial and ethnic identity. Why are all these liberals trying to pretend to be black? Why is that? You don't see conservatives running around pretending to be black. I remember Ted Danson. He went in blackface. He's not a conservative. Whoopi Goldberg condoned it. She's not a conservative. The governor of Virginia, he went, they don't know if he was the blackface guy or the Ku Klux Klan guy. Why is that? How many of these Hollywood stooges have gone as blackface? And then 20 years later, they apologize for it. In a September 6th post addressed, uh, September sixth post addressed to quote dear friends loved ones and organized comrades hmm comrades organized comrades you think she's a little marxist sounds like it Vitolo haddad wrote that she was quote so deeply sorry for the way for the ways you are hurting right now because of me end quote quote i I have uh, let Guesses about my ancestry become answers I wanted but couldn't prove. I've let people make assumptions when I should have corrected them, Vitolo Haddad wrote. In a second post that was edited on September 11th, Vitolo Haddad wrote that they were, that she was, of southern Italian Sicilian heritage. Hmm. It was my choice and error to identify and any differently, Vitolo Haddad wrote. CNN was not able to reach Vatolo Haddad for comment. When asked if I could identify as black, my answer should have always been no. There were three separate instances I said otherwise, Vitolo Haddad wrote, adding that I should have never entered black organized spaces. They are not my place. Once realizing this, it wasn't sufficient to just leave. I should have explained that directly to the people who invited me and clarified my identity. Vitolo Haddad also apologized for taking lies about Cuban roots at face value. Vitolo Haddad was offered a conditional tenure track position at California State University Fresno and was scheduled to start teaching during the 2021 fall semester, a university spokesman told CNN. The offer was made before the allegations were made public and was subject to Vitolo Haddad completing a background check. We can confirm that C.V. Vitolo Haddad will not be a faculty member at Fresno State, said spokeswoman Patty Wade. TAA Madison confirmed that Vitolo Haddad had resigned and said in a statement that it was discontinuing uh, events that Vitolo Haddad was directly involving involved in organizing. We condemn CV Vitolo Haddad's app- appropriation of black and brown identities. In no uncertain terms, the union said in a statement, Vitolo Haddad is not listed as an officer on the TAA website. The TAA enabled this harm by electing them to a position of power in our union. Electing them? Electing her to a position of power in our union. We have unknowingly rewarded the toxic opportunism of performing blackness. We intend to immediately begin the work of repairing this harm, the statement said. Listen, you want to talk about toxicity? Stop referring to her as they. You freaking nutcases. The hell's the matter with you people? Anyway, she's a total fraud. Everybody found out about it. And now it's boo hoo. I should have just been honest from the beginning. I should have never allowed people to assume without correcting them. That I was not a woman of color. You think, you think, you little racist piece of garbage, stop, stop accusing all the conservatives of being racist. When you have all of these liberals, all of these elite education liberals run around pretending that they're black, the hell's the matter with these people? We talked about uh, the young lady who got canned from ASU, the radio station, for merely making a tweet. She tweeted a, an article from the New York Post. And all the little Marxists at the radio station, well, they were just appalled by it. And so she got canned. while well, a second member of ASU student media was de- dismissed Thursday, yesterday, in response to a controversial now-deleted tweets. Alexia Isaias, an opinion columnist for the state press, was dismissed from her position after she made tweets seemingly celebrating violence against police. The one tweet says, did anyone else get a blue alert? Apparently, that's when law enforcement is in danger. The serotonin is kicking in. Then she uh, tweeted, for all the haters in my mentions, I'm actually authorized to have this opinion. A letter signed by three state press editors, Andrew Howard, uh, Adrian Dunn, and Joseph Perez, was published Thursday condemning the tweets. Dunn uh, is a current intern at the Arizona Republic, and Howard is a past intern. Quote, her tweets do not represent the opinions and values of this publication. Oh. Hmm. It's a newspaper. I thought they were supposed to allow the freedom of press and the freedom of opinion over there. Hmm. And she's been removed from her position as a columnist. the la- The letter read. The letter said that state press is supportive of diverse ideas, but will not tolerate a lack of basic decency and humanity. You're so full of crap. She's a conservative. Therefore, she's been canceled. Had she been a liberal? Well, then she'd be privileged. She'd still have her job like the rest of you Marxists over at that piece of crap newspaper. I feel like I wasn't given a fair process, Isaiah's told Arizona Republic on Thursday night. The state press is run by ASU students and primarily covers campus news. None of the editors who signed onto the letter dismissing Isaiah immediately responded to questions from the Republic. Yeah, because they're a bunch of little rodents and they hide. One of Isaiah's tweets read, Did anyone else get a blue alert question mark? Apparently, that's when law enforcement is in danger. The serotonin is kicking in. She then clarified meant to spell the word serotonin. She misspelled it. A chemical in the body uh, responsible for producing feelings of happiness, suggesting that she was happy that an officer was in danger. Oh. Hmm. A blue alert emergency notification was sent out Thursday after officials said a 17-year-old boy shot at Arizona Department of Public Safety troopers. He was detained, but another suspect managed to escape, triggering the emergency alert. Isaiah also retweeted a video of someone dancing with the caption, me, when I got that blue alert. Oh, well. Pardon me. I misunderstood when I read the story the first time. Whoops. She's a douchebag. But, however, however, I will stand by the fact that this is a newspaper. If she wants to be an idiot, she can be an idiot. Well, we have to have a conversation. By we, I mean me and myself here. Because there's a lot of ways I can go with this. Hmm. Anyway, she has since deleted both tweets from her timeline. Isaias draws contrast with controversy over Rayleigh Klein tweet. Isaias refers to herself as a leftist and frequently espouses her views on Twitter and in her columns. She said that uh, she has published tweets she finds far more controversial in the past, so she was surprised when she got a call from the editor, Adrian Dunn, telling her she would no longer be allowed to work for the state press. Ah, Okay, so here's what's happening. Isaias, the leftist, has been posting on her personal Twitter all kinds of leftist tweets. Leftist little Marxist tweets. She decided to make a couple posts about being excited that these this blue alert went out that uh, cops were shot at. However, she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that pesky conservative Rayleigh Klein. You see, because Rayleigh is no dummy. She got canned over at ASU for a for one single tweet, and it, all it was was, "Hey, listen, there's more to the story." And here's an article. Go read it. You'll find a lot of information and you just might be disgusted by it, right? That was her tweet. Now let's compare that to, hey, the serotonin's kicking in. I feel good because two cops just got shot. That's a little different. But see, Rayleigh Klein probably, and her attorney, I hope she has one, probably brought this to the attention of ASU, saying, why is it that Isaiah, this Marxist, can go out and tweet this type of hate speech on her personal Twitter, but you're canning me over what I did? Seems a little unfair. Hmm. You see, it's all starting to come together now. I should have read this entire article before I went on the air, but I'm figuring it out because why? Because I take everything... I'm, uh, professional host here at the John Smith show. She said that she has published uh, tweets. uh, She finds blah, blah, blah. I read that already. Sometimes I say things from a very passionate perspective. She said, defending her tweets, but also acknowledged that she may have gone a little too far, which is why she made the decision to delete the tweets. After being dismissed, I do realize that it was a bit of an unnecessary thing to say at the moment, she said. You think so? When you take, you know, when, when you feel all happy inside. I don't care who it is that gets shot. But when there's two police officers sitting minding their own business and some 17-year-old puke comes up with a rifle and starts shooting at the cops trying to kill them and you you feel happy inside about that, all right, you have got major, major issues. Now I get why ASU canned her, but they didn't can her because of that. They canned her because I guarantee you, Riley, Riley Klein brought that to their attention. And they're like, oh yeah, this is kind of a double standard, isn't it? We better... We better start watching ourselves. See, they opened a big can of worms when they got rid of Riley Klein. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of students that are over there in the, uh, the uh, school over there in the journalism degree that are voicing a lot of their opinions on their personal Twitters. And see, they, they set a precedent now that if they can fire the manager of the radio station for that, well, then what's good for the goose is good for the gander. They've got to get rid of everybody. Good. F- I'm glad. I'm glad this is starting to ripple back on the ASU Marxists over there because, man, they made their bed. Guess what? They got to sleep in it. Uh, let's see. Day ASU, a Mexican-American student group, released a statement in support of Isaiah's. Quote, cops aren't a class of people, and you aren't trampling on her freedom of speech, a tweet read. This decision should be reversed, and the editors fired. Hmm. That's nice. No, not going to happen, little Day ASU. Isaiah's contrasted her situation with another ASU student who has been in a lot of hot water the past few weeks after publishing a now-deleted tweet that many considered insensitive to the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality. You know the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, couple them with Antifa, they're responsible with about two billion dollars worth of damage across the United States from their riots. I think Black Lives Matter ought to be investigated as a terrorist group, and I think uh, Antifa right with them. The leader of BLM is actually a proud Marxist. She's admitted it. So don't give me this BS that what Rayleigh Klein did was somehow insensitive. I guess what Black Lives Matter does, I guess that's not insensitive. You know, when you storm a McDonald's in downtown Pittsburgh... And go freaking crazy and try to get into a fight with managers and other employees there and use a bullhorn to scream in their face while they're trying to work. I guess that's not insensitive. Or maybe when they go up to an an old elderly couple on the streets of Pittsburgh and start harassing them and screaming in their face while they're trying to eat dinner and then grab one of their beers off their tables and chug it. That's not insensitive. Or when they throw Molotov cocktails through courthouses or they burn police cars down or they just walk up during broad daylight and plug bullets in the heads of police officers. I guess that's not insensitive. We can't have insensitivity. No, can't. Can't tolerate it. Rayleigh Klein was a manager at Blaze Radio. We've talked about her extensively and I'm hoping to have her on the show next week. Let's cross our fingers, make sure the stars align, because I want to hear the whole story. I want to hear her side of the story. I don't want to just read snippets and edited information in Arizona publications. I want to hear the true story. I want to hear everything. And she'll have as long as she needs on the show. I don't care if it goes three hours. She can share her entire story. And I'm excited, very excited to hear it. Uh, Rayleigh Klein was a manager of blaze radio and had, uh, been engaged in a week's long battle to keep her position despite pressure from the station's board, which are made up of a six little market Marxists to fire her. Klein was formally dismissed the same day as Isaiah's. Isaiah's expressed anger that Klein was not dismissed for weeks while she was dismissed the same day. She made her tweet. The Blaze Radio Board of Directors attempted to fire Klein shortly after her tweet, but did not have the authority to do so. Klein, an ASU employee, said she was removed by the university on Thursday. According to State Press Faculty Advisor Jason Manning, student editors in leadership positions at State Press have firing powers. So there you go. So uh, let's hope uh, Kaylee Klein can make it on the show. We want to hear the whole story Uh, I'm glad I read on because, yeah, Isaiah, well, she's a nut. She's a hateful person. She's a very dark, angry, hateful person. And she deserves to be fired. Klein, on the other hand, not at all. Let's talk about, man, I ran long. Let's talk about two of our sponsors, uh, Ranger Rob poopy bags. I will let Ranger Rob himself talk about them. Hello friends, this is Ranger Rob and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop.
1: That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets
0: or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. All right. So uh, our other sponsor, and uh, this this is our brand new sponsor, Gray Feather Farm. Gray feather farm, what they are is they are an emu farm and they take the emu oil out of the emus and the emu is like a small little ostrich, right? It's got the big feet, it's a big bird, the long neck, kind of goofy looking, right? Some might say I look like an emu and I'm okay with that. But gray feather farm is an emu farm and they take the emu oil and they put it into their lotions and their lip balms and all that good stuff. And it produces a natural, amazing oil, lip balm, lotion, whatever, even a pain relief balm. And let me tell you, okay, I talked about the lip balm yesterday. And this is the mint flavor lip balm. I put this on literally today because in Arizona, you need two things by your side at all times because of the dry heat. You need a water bottle and you need a good lip balm. Lip balm. I put this on at noon today. It is now almost nine o'clock PM and I haven't had to put it on again. You're not going to get that out of the other lip balms that you find at the grocery store that are made out of like petroleum jelly. This stuff rocks. Also, my wife has been using the crack attack on her feet. And what a difference it's made. Ladies, if you've got, if you're wearing sandals and you want your heels and your feet to look nice and get rid of the cracks, you've got to get the crack attack from Gray Feather Farm. And then finally, I'm going to talk to you about this. Gray Feather Farms told me that if you have muscle pain or joint pain, you've got to try the Emuleze, is how I believe how you say it. And it's an anti-inflammatory cream, Okay. She said, if you've got any type of joint pain or muscle pain, you want to use this cream. Well, let me tell you something. I've got bad shoulders. I put this on this morning after I got out of the shower. I'm telling you, no Advil today, no Tylenol, just this. And I feel like I could I could go out and do cartwheels today. Um, this is the most amazing stuff. I, You got to try it. To believe it. You can go to Gray Feather Farm. Uh, they sell their products on Etsy. So go to Etsy.com shop slash Gray Farm. You can also find information on Facebook at Gray Feather Farm as well as Instagram. But go to Etsy, place your order. They'll drop it in the mail that day and you will get it in two days. It made it from Pennsylvania from their farm Arizona in two days. So gray feather farm. They're awesome. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. I, well, I can't guarantee anything, but I'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed. All right, this is The John Smith Show. I'm John Smith, your host. This is SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. You can find all of our our stuff there, uh, my show and, of course, the Pops and Low Show. If you want to call in, feel free to call in right now at 602-475-2000. We can talk about anything. That's why it's called Say What You Will Radio. Call in and say what you will. Or you can use the live chat. Either one works. I don't care. I'm indifferent. So we've been talking about uh, the news. We've been talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her passing away and what that means political, politically, I should say. And we've been cover, covering other news stories as well. So let me kill that music. So all kinds of things are going on, obviously. Let me get to the next story over here. Biden, our buddy Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, says he'll kill federal funding for charter schools. Many of those schools hugely benefit minorities. Why is it that Joe Biden and the Democrats are so opposed to charter schools and school choice? Why is it that if you live in the inner cities where the schools are garbage? Joe Biden and the Democrats want you to be forced to send your kids to those crap schools. They don't want school choice. They don't want you to have the ability to send your kids somewhere else, a better school. And now you, they don't want to fund charter schools. They want to get those shut down. Why is that? Let's listen to Joe explain himself.
2: So I have one more question. Sure. There are lots of people who think uh, there are other ways to solve all of these problems, and NEA members have pushed back against what we think are very misguided school reforms, like Mm. charter schools.
0: Why are charter schools misguided, ma'am? You say it, but then you back it up with no evidence.
2: Regularly now, we've seen families and communities who will join us in fighting to save that neighborhood public school. Um, you know how we feel about charter schools. We'd like to know Same how you I've feel been. about charter schools.
1: I will not. There will not be no federal dollars. I'm not Betsy DeVos.
0: I'm not Betsy DeVos. There will be no federal dollars. Nor will my uh,
1: my secretary of education be anything like her in terms of her attitudes about public schools
0: public schools mr biden are garbage our there was an article just yesterday about the fact that in washington dc in the public schools 23% of those in 8th grade can read 23% that means 67% i'm sorry 77%. I went to a public school. There's proof. 77% of the kids in eighth grade in your beloved public schools in Washington, D.C. can't read a freaking book, Joe.
1: No privately funded charter school would receive, or private charter school, receive a penny of federal money. None. And any charter school that, in fact, is worthy of being able to be in education.
0: What does that mean exactly? Worthy of? Does that mean that they're, they're educating their kids? Does that mean that they're not pumping out a bunch of mental midget morons? What does it mean? Or does it mean that this particular charter school is actually teaching, I don't know, maybe left-wing utopian nonsense And that makes them worthy? Because a lot of charter schools don't do that. They actually educate the kids in the reading, the writing, and the arithmetic. And they teach them about United States history and world history. And they teach them about civics and the Constitution and how the government works. Does that make them unworthy, Joe? Just exactly what are you saying? Would have to be accountable to
1: the same exact school boards, the same exact mechanisms
0: that the public school is accountable to. The public school is pumping out stooges. They're brainwashing them. They're indoctrinating our kids to be little Marxists. We all know that. We see it every day. Why are Democrats and Biden so against charter schools and school choice ask yourself that when it comes to anything doesn't competition drive excellence if ford motor company was the only in the only business that made cars do you think they would be as advanced and as good and as it, technically you know as far as they've come Do you think that would happen if they had no competition? What if you were forced, you had to buy a Ford and there was no other competition? What would that look like for you? Do you remember that piece of crap they all drove around in East Germany or East Berlin? Because they only had one choice and it was a Volkswagen uh, two-stroke piece of crap. I think it had uh, maybe 35 horsepower. And you had to mix the oil and gas to drive the stupid thing and they were so expensive yet they were garbage that you couldn't afford them? You remember that? Why is it when the only thing the only thing that applies to choice in the Democratic Party is a woman's choice to murder her unborn child? But everything else you can't have any choices. Why is that? Why is it that a minority mother in inner city Chicago has the choice to murder her child, but doesn't have the choice to let her child live and then choose the school that child goes to. Why is that? Across the board, there has to be transparency. Transparency. A lot of these charter schools are significantly underperforming. What is what the hell is he talking about? Significantly underperforming. Have you read the news, Joe? Seventy-seven percent of eighth graders in DC public schools can't read. Are charter schools that much worse? Are they significantly? Significantly, you can see where you can have a school,
1: for example, a specialty school on the on the arts or uh, or for music or for. But if you're going to have a charter school, it cannot come at the expense of the public school. Oh, It cannot why? come at the expense of the public school. We have to fully fund them, and any charter school that qualifies as a, essentially a chartered public school has to be accountable to the same standards, the same requirements, the same transparency.
0: So in other words, 77% of the kids at charter schools in eighth grade, they don't have to read. As long as they're that bad, that's the standard, Joe. While those public school teachers in like inner city Chicago are making a hundred grand a year and they're pumping out a bunch of uneducated buffoons. Is that, is that what we want as America? When are we? Get, when is enough going to be enough? When are we just going to be, you know what, that's it. I've had it. I'm going to storm, and I don't promote this, but how soon until people are going to be storming the steps of the Capitol with pitchforks? How soon? As the public schools in that district are
1: accountable to, meaning the Board of Education or whatever the mechanism and the controls that, that school
0: Joe has no idea what he's talking about. None. He comes out and he makes these these just pie-in-the-sky accusations against charter schools. He has no facts, nothing to back it up, and he's trying to compare. He's trying to say that the charter schools are worse than the public schools. That is fundamentally incorrect. It's intellectually lazy. It's fundamentally incorrect. Shame on him. Shame on him for being the racist he is. Why does he want the minority folks in the inner cities to be forced to send their kids to crappy schools? When the people in the suburbs are sending their kids to good schools. Why is that? Why do Democrats tolerate this? Why do the minorities tolerate this? Michigan is following Pennsylvania now. It's the second state that's going to accept late ballots up to 14 days after the election. In a move that is some concerned about the integrity of the November election, Michigan is following Pennsylvania's lead and potentially going further as the state will now allow late ballots to be counted up to 14 days after the election, so long as they are postmarked by November 2nd. Hmm. That can so easily be manipulated. Again, America, how long are you going to tolerate this stuff? We need voter ID laws. We need them now. And if you can go out and burn down a building, or if you can go out and storm the streets of Pittsburgh and storm into a McDonald's and you can storm into a restaurant, an outdoor patio restaurant, And if you can do that, and if you can burn down Scottsdale, and if you can throw bricks through Macy's in New York, then you sure as hell can get your sorry ass to the polls. And if you can do all that stuff, you can certainly go down to the DMV and get yourself an identification card. If you don't have one already. And who the hell is walking around without ID other than, dare I say it, illegal aliens, give me a freaking break. If you're going to sit here and make the argument that minorities aren't smart enough or capable of getting an ID, who is the racist? If you're going to sit and tell me that minorities are just too dumb, to figure out how to get an ID. Who is the racist? How long are we going to tolerate this nonsense? Our founders, I could only imagine if they were able to stare down and and watch what's taking place in this country. I think about everyone, all of these young people that put their lives on the line back during the Revolutionary War and fought for this country, fought against England and did everything they could to fight for this country. And all their lives were in vain. We might as well just go and just spit on their graves. That's how disrespectful this modern generation has become. It's embarrassing. In the Revolutionary War they would send kids with pitchforks out to fight the british do whatever they could whatever they could to win to fight back their enemy and now we've got conservatives saying uh, gee i don't want to i don't want to say anything because i might lose my job yeah that's, that's what we've become there's graves all over this country of people that fought for it and died for it, gave everything for it. And people who love this country are too afraid to speak up, too afraid to speak up, not grab a rifle and walk out into a field. No, and, and get your head blown off. We're not asking you asking you to do that. We're just asking you to step up, stand up, and speak up against the tyranny, but Oh gee, I, I don't want to lose my job. Yeah, that's scary. The blood's boiling. Oh, another uh university story, and I'm gonna end it at at this one, I believe. Marshall University takes action against professor caught on video saying she hopes Trump supporters die of coronavirus. Uh, Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia, took action against an assistant professor caught on video saying she wished supporters of the president would die before the election. The short video shows College of Science assistant professor Jennifer Mosher talking uh, about her frustrations about people who don't wear masks. She was teaching students about the biology of the coronavirus in a virtual classroom when she made the comments. Quote, I think yesterday he held one inside, referring to Trump speaking about being inside and having a a little rally, political rally. Right. Well, that just chapped her ass. I think yesterday he held one inside. No one wore a mask. And I've become the type of person where I hope they all get it and die, she said on the video. I'm sorry, but I'm so frustrated and I don't know what else to do. I, you can't argue and you can't talk sense into them. I said to somebody yesterday, I hope they all die before the election. That's the only, that's the only saving hope I have right now. Mosher continued. Definitely bootlickers, she added. Anyhow, okay, I'm going to stop talking politics. No, you're not talking politics. You're talking murder, you piece of garbage. You're talking the death of 60 million people, you piece of crap. You're not talking politics. That's not politics. Politics is an arena of ideas, you nimwit. Politics is it, should we raise taxes or lower taxes? Should we have school choice, or should we force all the inner city kids to go to crappy education? That's politics. You're hoping that 60 million people die from the coronavirus. You get the asshole of the day award. Don't confuse politics with infanticide or whatever it is, genocide. A little different. Genocide is not the same as politics. No one would say, I disagree with Hitler's politics, referring to killing six million Jews. That wasn't politics, you idiot. But that's what she said. And sadly, well, I'm not going to comment on her appearance. You can look her up. Let's see. I'll uh I'll give you the name of her. You can Google her. Let's see uh, if they even mention what her name is. A lot of time. Oh, Mosher. Yeah. Mosher, M O S H E R. Mosher, Mosher, whatever the hell her name is. Jennifer Mosher. Yeah, Google her or Bing her. Whichever. Unbelievable un freaking believable you want to hear something uh, that Nancy had to say today because Nancy all of a sudden Nancy came out of the closet as an anti uh, uh not an anti-protest person but all of a sudden she's yeah she's against the the looting in the riots right and she well we'll just listen for yourself we'll we'll end the show with uh with crazy Nancy which leader
2: spoke? The gentleman on the other side said, where are you when you're talking about violence, this or that? We're there.
0: No, you're, you haven't been there, Nancy. No, you haven't. Because in fact, uh, I believe it was, um, yeah, Kamala Harris, who gave a bunch of money and supported a fund to get all of these looters and rioters out of jail. It's a legal fund set up and it gets these people out of jail. In fact, it's not just for looters and rioters, but it's of prisoners or, you know, yeah, like criminals of all kinds, including child rapists. That's where you guys have been. Your own VP candidate is helping these people get out of jail. And it's the left-wing Marxist mayors and governors and district attorneys who are letting them off the hook so that they can go to another city and burn it down.
2: We support peaceful demonstrations. We participate in them. They are part of the essence of our democracy.
0: Nancy, you're lying through your dentures.
2: That does not include looting, starting fires or rioting.
0: Oh, really? Looting, starting fires, or riding all of a sudden? Now that her state is burning because these little Antifa nuts are running around starting fires, because let me tell you something, 100 forest fires don't start randomly all the way up the West Coast because of global warming, Governor Newsom, you lying sack of, you know, what? No, they don't happen that way. So all of a sudden, see, people are being educated and they're starting to realize that these Democrats are so full of crap. And they realize it because of the internal polling. They realize that they need to start sounding tough on crime. So Nancy, in her uh, drunken state with her dentures floating through her mouth, decided to get onto the floor of the House and make a speech that is as phony is that girl's blackness that we talked about earlier. You know, the Italian chick.
2: Those are, they should be prosecuted. Oh really? That is lawlessness.
0: Well then how come uh, your nephew isn't prosecuting them? How come the DA of California and you know, your nephew state Newsom? yeah, he's your nephew. How come the DA over there isn't prosecuting them? How come it's not happening in Portland? Why isn't it happening in Chicago or New York? or Seattle, you know, or Atlanta, where all these cities and states are run by leftists. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're on the bandwagon that they all need to be prosecuted, but your own party and your own friends and your own millionaire buddies, they're all dumping money into that fund to help them get out of jail.
2: I'm very proud that Joe Biden has made the, Presented the clarity of that
0: Joe Biden hasn't made Anything clear In his life Especially since he's been running for president And his dementia is in full swing
2: Making a distinction That I under, Don't think our colleagues quite understand But the American people do
0: Oh, so Republicans don't understand The difference between a rioter And a peaceful protester we were the ones that don't understand We've been calling them out Since day one, since they threw their first brick through a building over there in, uh, Minneapolis, you morons have been defending these criminals since it started, but the internal polling, well, that, that, you know, tells a different story. So yeah, denture Nancy has to come out and now, you know, oh yeah, the Republicans uh, Republicans don't understand.
2: And a poll released today that said that the American people support congressional Democrats. Oh, yeah. Over President Trump. Oh, yeah. In terms of de- dealing with the issue of crime oh, in our yeah. country. I'm sure. Which- uh,
0: I'm sure, Nancy, I'm I'm sure that that poll that that. Unidentified poll that you're talking of. I'm sure it is so accurate because I remember the largest police union in the nation. Well, they came out and supported Trump, not your sorry ass and certainly not sleepy Joe's. So I don't know where you're getting your information unless it's like Jim Leahy from the trailer park boys. Maybe you're letting the liquor do the talking. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll let America decide on November 3rd. And quite frankly, I'm pretty excited about that day because I think things are going to go a lot differently than what NBC, CBS, and all the other little Marxist news stations are saying. Anyway, thanks for watching. I'm John Smith. You can find me on Twitter at RealJohnSmithAZ. You can also find me on Parlor at RealJohnSmith without the az this is the john smith show thanks for watching this is say what you will radio.com you can find all of our stuff there until next time should be monday have a great safe weekend god bless